friends, welcome to Faith FM, Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, your host, and thank you so much for tuning in with us today. Please stay tuned. I have a few things to share today, even about you listening. I uh, met um, just today a Faith FM listener, which I'd like to share something. And maybe you have a story to share with us. And I'm inviting you to be part of this uh, program. If you tune in the first time, I'd like to say this, that we have a number where you uh, could uh, send a text message and be part of this program. Share with us as we go along with the topic prepared for today. But for our listeners, uh, uh, faithful listeners on Faith FM, you know that by now that we are really encouraging you to be part of this uh, program and share with us as we go. Now, maybe uh, sometime, you know, when you start again uh, programs after a month or two, in my case, two months uh, uh, being away, uh, there could be a few glitches here, you know, uh, like as we start from the beginning, just not uh, having everything uh, probably right there. If you Do we hope that the listeners don't hear the rustiness oh, where well, we're a little bit rusty after the break? <laughs> you see, Tracy, um, this is the business of life uh, of radio and uh, while you're talking now, I would like to say hello to you and welcome back to, yeah, to Faith FM uh, live from Adelaide, South Australia. We really enjoying do these things uh, each uh, Friday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good to be back and hi to all the listeners. And Tracy, uh, just for those of you, again, if you tune in for the first time, is a very passionate uh, servant of the Lord God to share the good news, the message with as many people as possible. Tracy is um, part of a church here in South Australia, Brighton Church, uh, and probably Tracy may tell us a little bit what's going on there if there is something new. So it's a slow start like everywhere else uh, in the new year. But saying a, s- a slow start... We are in the second month of this year. Unbelievable. But uh, yeah, Tracy, it's good to have you uh, part of this program. But I'd like to say now hello to uh, our good friend here, David Delima from Family Voice Australia, joining us also live today. Hang on a second, David. Another glitch here. I just talked about glitches, but you are on now. Try again. Lovely to be with you, Nick and Tracy. Oi, David. Um, yeah, it's good to have you back with us. Uh, and... Um, we're looking forward uh, that you may share with us uh, a little bit of uh, news, what's in the pipeline uh, there. And um, uh, yeah, we have a very interesting uh, topic uh, to cover. I mean, the, the whole theme for the, the whole week, it's very good, I believe. We talk about the biblical uh, worldview and a uh, few questions which we already um, address uh, uh, during the week. Uh, Sounds like like this. Uh, for example, um, starting the week with uh, uh, this question: uh, uh, Do all churches have a biblical worldview? See, that's very interesting because, uh, not to mention that uh, uh, people who profess to be Christians or to you know uh, 
There are so many groups and denominations, uh, somewhere around 30-something thousand of denominations in the world which claim to be Christians. Another question was, how did we get the Bible? Can the Bible be trusted? What does archaeology say? Just the other day, I had the opportunity to talk with uh, Pastor Hill about, can the Bible be trusted? And what did Jesus and the apostles, his disciples, had to say about the Bible? There are very good uh, questions, I believe. And uh, today we are going to pose again a very good question, which sounds like this. Did Jesus have to say anything about uh, uh, about the Bible? And uh, um, is the Bible relevant today in the third millennium? This is the question we which we'll look at uh, as we go. But my dear friend listening today, the number where you can send the text message and be part of this program is 04-888-808-11. Please jot down this number because we are going to come with an offer also. And you can send us uh, a text with a code, which will give you just a little bit uh, later. Now, even before I uh, turn uh, to David uh, to just talk a little bit on our segment, uh, World Watch, what's going on uh, recently, uh, some fresh news and uh, things like that. I, I just want to uh, bring um, to your attention, my dear friend listening today, something that how much we appreciate that you are tuning in, that you are listening to us, and then you, you also give some feedback. Today I was just walking uh, around in a suburb uh, here in Adelaide and uh, I saw a couple of men cutting a tree down and I thought, wow, uh, I like that uh, sort of tree. You know, I, and I, I was approaching them and I said, can I have um, just from that stamp, you know, a bit of a cutting a cutting there because uh, I like to, to work with wood, you know. And he said, yeah, oh, okay. for sure, for sure. Yeah. And he sliced it off a nice piece there. And uh, as I was talking, they said, What's your name? He said, I was a bit surprised to ask directly like that. What's your name? I said, and he said, are you Ion Krita? And I said, yes. Are you from Faith FM? Are you? And I said, yes. I said, I'm listening to Faith FM. That's the radio which I have in my car and listen, listening all the time. And we had a lovely conversation. Now, this is Trent for rent. I'm doing a bit of advertising for Trent because he has a business, you know, uh, to uh, to go around. But he's a faithful listener to our programs, Faith FM Radio. Hey, Trent, if you're listening, a big shout for the team here in uh, in the studio in Adelaide. And also I had a good conversation with another young man uh, this time, uh, just in his 20s, um, asking a few questions about uh, the Bible. And uh, when I mentioned about that, we're doing a radio broadcast and uh, all these things, um, he mentioned that he comes from a traditional uh, background, a Catholic uh, background, uh, being an Italian. And uh, he said that he had a few questions to ask. And I said, hey, uh, we address some of the questions, you know, through Faith FM Radio. And uh, if uh, Adrian, if you are listening to Faith FM, uh, I'm not sure if you finished work yet, uh, but if you are uh, listening, 
again a good uh, shout out and hello from uh, Nick and uh, uh, Tracy and David here in the studio today. Well, uh, with uh, that uh, done and dusted, uh, I would like to come back here in the studio and um, uh, maybe David, I will I will come to you first to to ask you. What's going on uh, in the world uh, right now, and more particularly in our country here in Australia? You may have a few things to share with us. I do indeed, Nick. Yeah, very disturbed last night to hear that the Reserve Bank of Australia had announced that the image of King Charles will not be on the future printed $5 notes. Uh, I told my wife that and she was just horrified. And um, there is a groundswell of deep concern around the nation that this uh, republicanism by stealth would occur. The Reserve Bank has said that it has been in touch with the federal government, which is on board with this Mm -hmm. ridiculous uh, removal of King Charles. Now, I recognize that some of our listeners might be republicans, some Mm -hmm. might be monarchists. Well, if we become a republic, then I have no argument. By all means, remove the picture of of the king. It would be inappropriate, but Mm. we're not a republic. Mm. We are a constitutional monarchy. We looked at that question intensely as a nation back in 1999, and resoundingly the people of Australia said, no, we will not change to a republic. Mm. Uh, Six states, four out of six states have got to agree to any change in the constitution, and not one did. So it was a, a zero out of six result. Uh, so it was an absolute landslide against the Republic. And despite that, despite the fact that the, the King will be crowned in only a few weeks' time and will be coming to Australia next year, mm. Lord willing, and despite the fact that the Prime Minister will be attending the coronation uh, and other Australians there, uh, we've seen fit to make this appalling decision. So uh, I had steam coming out of my ears last night, Nick, That's when interesting, I heard that. uh, David, uh, because uh, it, I just flicked over, you know, uh, my phone, and that was the first thing which uh, came up, you know, which... You, you're right. It must be um, quite a hot uh, uh, piece of uh, piece of news uh, for us all here. And you know, uh, you said something very important. Uh, we don't want to be here biased on uh, one side or the other. But uh, in terms of, um, as you pointed out, our um, constitution, uh, yeah, that's a very interesting move. Uh, because even Jesus himself, he recognized, you know, uh, in his time, the authority. Of um, you know through the through the parable through the story when uh, uh, people try to you know accuse him of not giving um, taxes taxes and Correct. so on and so forth, but he brought that uh, piece of uh, yeah. a, a coin. He says, oh, "Show me, you know, uh, what's on this one." He says, "Give to the Caesar what belongs to the Caesar, sure. and give to God what belongs to God." And Jesus Himself, He recognizes, um, and God recognizes, uh, not just recognizes because He put in place, <laughs> you mm. know, uh, governments and uh, institutions and all those things. I think, yeah, that's a very valid point, David. There, yeah. Yeah, and the Reserve Bank has said that instead there will be indigenous images. Now, we're all in favor of indigenous advancement. Mm. Uh, The $5 note already has an indigenous recognition because if you look carefully, you'll see what we may call the floor plan of the federal parliament. And the two curves there are boomerangs. The architect of the federal parliament, Aldo Jurgler, wanted to give indigenous recognition, so he built into the design these two large boomerangs 
if ever you get to Parliament House in Canberra, you'll enjoy those sweeping curves and the lawn, the grass on the top. So there is already Indigenous recognition, although a lot of people don't know the story. I'm very happy if they want to add some additional mm, uh, mm. Uh, Aboriginal or Indigenous themes to the $5 note, but have the Indigenous people been consulted and asked if they really want Indigenous themes somehow to replace the king? Um, from my experience with the Indigenous people, most of them don't have any problem with the king, with our system of constitutional monarchy, and uh, would be horrified to think mm. that the image of King Charles is going to be not displayed on the $5 yeah. note. Yeah. Uh, and these days, uh, David, as you just said, uh, lots of decisions are taken just very swiftly like that, very uh, and with not much consultation. And we have that experience just recently, you know, with all sorts of things going on uh, in our days. And, and that's another sign, to be honest, this is a Christian radio broadcast, you know, sure. and uh, we are keen to uh, bring up, to to surface, you know, the signs of the time. And uh, we are told in the Bible there will be lots of things uh, going on in a, a rapid succession, you know, which you will not be able to even uh, shake your uh, head around, you know, and another thing will go on and so forth and so on and so forth. Yes. But, yeah, that's, um, that's a very interesting point. And just myself, um, uh, I've been uh, to Canberra just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, visit uh, the Parliament House Excellent. and uh, uh, yeah, beautiful uh, place. I didn't have much enough time actually to really uh, sank in, but um, yes. yeah, uh, I notice some of those uh, beautiful curves, beautiful curves, and and the recognition, as you just said, yes. uh, uh, to um, to the people, uh, to the original, you know, to the owners, and but mm. you know, we have to recognize that the owner of everything on this exactly. earth, uh, it's God, exactly. is not man, you know, on any kind. And, and I think this is another thing which we really need to, to bring it up and make sense of it. Yes. Well, this mm. brings us to a more positive uh, matter we can discuss today, which is that this week it's the anniversary of the first Christian message being preached on Australian soil. So this takes us back to 1788. It was the 3rd of February when the Reverend Richard Johnson preached the very first sermon heard in Australia and he took as his text the question that's raised in Psalm 116 and verse 2. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? Mm. So they had arrived safely from Britain, uh, a long voyage, and though they faced huge challenges and difficulties, yet Richard Johnson was so full of thankfulness to God for all of the benefits that he's given. So what a wonderful, positive message that was as the first Christian sermon preached on Australian soil. And that's, again, good news, very very good news. And we used to say that and... Maybe I'll use the word proudly. I'm not sure if it's, you know, how, how good it is, but, um, to be Christians, you know, in this nation, Mm. uh, not the case anymore, you know, with all the, um, um, surveys done around. And and again, those ones, I'm not sure how to interpret them. Maybe David, you may have, um, a better, uh, I would say, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. uh, uh, I would say that's probably, uh, a, a right representation of the way things are these days. I would say when you speak to your average man in the street, probably Christianism is on the minority these yes. days. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But yeah. having said that, of course, our foundation is strongly Christian and there's absolutely nothing we can do about that. Because no, it's lovely. It's, it's, it's lovely. It's in history. It's there. know it's about that. Whether yeah. people like it or not. Mm. <laughs> mm. 
Oh well, uh, these are all very good things, you know, to um, to talk about, and uh, uh, I hope, David, uh, that will be, you know, can be reconsidered, or if that's fact now, with the, particularly with the five dollar note. Well, not, uh, repentance is a, a very strong biblical theme, and. Uh, Certainly at Family Voice, we are campaigning quite vigorously on this. We're taking it very seriously Mm. because it's not just an individual. It's the office that the individual represents. And King Charles occupies his throne on behalf of Christ. Let's not forget this. And he will occupy that throne until he dies or until Christ comes, whichever Mm. comes first. Mm. So there's a very, very strong theological argument as well as uh, a political one about the value of constitutional monarchy and, okay, if the government doesn't like our system, let it campaign as as much as it wishes. We should do so fairly. Mm-hmm. But this republicanism by stealth I find most disturbing. Right. Understand. Uh, and, uh, yeah, um, I'm not uh, too good on these aspects, not being an Australian. I mean, I'm an Australian citizen, but uh, not knowing the all the, uh, you no, know, all, learning, uh, all no, the we're backgrounds, we're, we're you all know, learning. we're all learning. But uh, hey, uh, I got your point, and um, uh, yeah, let's see what what happens. Okay, I think uh, we uh, will um, just um, uh, probably. Give that free book which we have prepared for uh, today, and uh, my dear friend, the, the number again it's zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. You can send us a text message with the code SA one hundred, and we have prepared for you a beautiful book uh, called How to Study Your Bible by uh, Peter uh, Grigori. We are going to talk uh, today in regard to the relevance of the Bible, uh, the biblical worldview, as I mentioned a little bit earlier. And uh, um, I would love you to to consider to have this book, and um, you may have some questions. Please share with us um, that. Again, uh, the code which you need to send to us, it's SA100, and the number is uh, 048-808-11. Very happy to provide this for you. I was going to do another um, little uh, ad here, and I hope I can do that as quick as I wanted uh, right now. And I'm talking about um, our sponsors. We are deeply thankful to to our supporters and those maybe some of you listening uh, today but here is um, a little uh, um, just a little ad from uh, Adventist World Radio this program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio and uh, yeah, Adventist World Radio uh, is going all around the world and they reach out in many places where uh, Humans cannot even put their foot in because of uh, some restrictions, you know, in terms of uh, religious freedoms. Uh, we are grateful to to their uh, work and support. Uh, Tracy, I may come to you uh, right now and um, again uh, posing this uh, this question, the topic which we have for today. Is the biblical worldview still relevant in the early third millennia? I think it's more relevant than ever, actually. Mm. And one of the reasons I think it is so relevant is because 
more and more society seems to feel like it's just spinning out of control. And if I look back to, let's just think about TV programs. Mm. I think back to what is what was not permitted in the past, but is quite okay today to be seen on media. Uh you know, it, it, that's a real reflection of how society's views have changed about right and wrong and where limits are and, and where those lines should be with regard to decency and, and, and moral standing mm. and all of that kind of thing. Mm. And I say, without the Bible as our guide then where will we be? Mm. You know, I have a friend um, over in Italy. She's of a different um, denomination. And slowly, you know, there are views that are changing in that in that church on different topics. And she made a comment that, well, eventually probably, you know, the, the church will, you know, get their act together and understand that they need virtually that they need to get with the program mm-hmm. and understand, you know, they've, they've got to get on board with what people think and believe today. And I said to her, really? Is that the way it's supposed to be? You know, isn't it supposed to be that we have a standard that we look at to keep us in line, mm. to keep us aware mm. of where we're crossing the line and instead there is this general idea in society for those who, and perhaps I'm being a bit unfair here and I'm sorry to any listeners if they feel I am here, but people who want to have their relationship with Jesus but they don't want him to change their life too much they just want to kind of tag him along, you know, have him come along for the ride and have the stamp of approval that they think that they will get from that. But they want him to get in line with their life mm. rather than the other way around. Yeah. You know, well, they, so I believe they run that... They the risk of being spat out of the mouth of Christ. Exactly, exactly. Mm. But... Unfortunately, there is this idea that the that the church is old and antiquated and needs to get with the times, where in fact that is completely the wrong way around. Without a biblical worldview, we we are open to confusion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you speak to people these days, there are very many people who are confused about very many topics, and that's because they don't have a standard to hold to. And that's why I think, you know, that's where one of the things I think mm. we can very much see that uh, the biblical worldview is very relevant for us today. Yeah, Tracy, you mentioned a few things there which are lying to just maybe point uh, mm. back to, to them. In, in, First of all, you mentioned that um, uh, the society, mm. changing of the society. And that's, you cannot change that, you know. I mean, it, yeah. it, society changes around. But when we talk about the Bible and the biblical worldview, it's very important to understand that the Bible stands over times, mm. you know. And um, in... in yeah, you mentioned a few things there, uh, even more more particular. Uh, 
a bit early I said that I had a good conversation with a young man today. Mm. Mm. And he started to say that, uh, uh, and he mentioned that he comes from, um, you know, a particular uh, background. I mean, you may guess because you said uh, he's Italian too. Mm. And uh, he said, you know what? I cannot understand. And speaking about confusion here, I cannot understand how can the leaders of the church saying like 20, 50 years ago that this thing is the norm or this thing is, you know, what we should do. And then another leader comes after 20 or 30 or 40, 50 years and says, no, we don't need to do that. We need to do the other thing, both quoting the Bible and looking into the Bible. Now, the reason I'm saying this, because there are in the Bible things which can be wrongly um, uh, interpreted. interpreted. We need to check that out. You know, because it's good to, uh, and I'm thinking now even uh, of the time of Reformation when people uh, came uh, and and uh, argued that uh, that point because tradition took took the role of uh, of the infallibility, if you like, of the Word of God. But yeah, just again, confusion. You mentioned the word confusion. Mm. And probably this today is the time, in, in these days, I mean, the time when confusion it reaches, it rains, you're right. And somebody, somebody would love confusion. Because if we are confused, we can be easily what? Manipulated. Yes, we can be uh, deceived mm. even. Mm. Any thoughts, David, on, on this point? Because I think, yeah, Tracy raised a very, very good uh, points there. Yeah, we are gradually slipping away from all the good things that have come to us through the Christian revelation, particularly the Bible. Uh, there's a, a wonderful saying, which I'm commending to young people uh, constantly, and that is that the Bible is the central text of Western civilization. Mm-hmm. You can't understand the West without reference to the Bible, and you can't make meaning of the West without reference to the Bible. And there is no no positive future for the West without reference to the Bible. It's the Word of God. He is revealed through his prophets. You mentioned uh, earlier, Nick, what did Jesus think about the Bible? Well, of course, the New Testament hadn't been written yet, so we'll <laughs> have to come, come to that question um, by thinking about those who were But he ministering. thought the Old Testament was, was exactly. quite fine. And, and the Bible, and I, I spoke yes, yes, that. yesterday, yes. I mentioned this actually because the Bible actually is not the New Testament. The Word of God, we may call it Bible, the New Testament, sure. but the Word of God we call it Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. Yes. And Jesus was um, drawing the attention of right. every single person in regard to himself, right. you know, through the Bible, not through any other circumstances, you That's know, right. like uh, social events and uh, so on and so and forth. He, yeah, yeah, keep going on, David. Yes, well, he, he referred to the prophets, the, the law, the prophets, and the writings, mm. the, those three um, classifications of Hebrew scripture. So he he was really endorsing all the three, uh, quoting Deuteronomy Mm. extensively in his discussion with the devil. Uh, We need to stand on the word of God. Uh, He said that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And and that's how you resist the devil. You throw scripture at him. You throw the truth at him and stand on the truth. Mm. Mm. Unfortunately, so many of our young people are being misled by demonic forces, uh, devilish schemes, and dreams that have been invented by troublemakers. Yeah. 
I am greatly concerned for the future of this nation and for the West. That's why I'm putting so much time into encouraging mm. children, mm. reaching out to children in, in school, uh, many of whom have come from uh, non-Christian backgrounds, but these are exactly the ones that we want to reach out to. Uh, and what a pr- what a privilege it is to share with them the good news of Jesus and all of the claims of Christ, not just for the heart, as important as that is, but also for the culture, for the nation, for mm. our values, our institutions, for family. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we, we really need to return to this foundational truth of the gospel and all of its implications for the world. Yeah, a very important uh, find- foundational uh, truth. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. Uh, today we have in the studio David Lima from Family Voice Australia, the director of Family Voice Australia, and also our regular uh, co-host on Fridays, uh, Tracy Papandreou. We talk about the um, relevance of the Bible in the third uh, millennium. And, um, yeah, we look at the biblical worldview. Now, Tracy, just a little bit earlier, you, you talk about, um, uh, how society changes and, uh, you share with us, a um, few aspects of, you know, how important it is to, uh, to still acknowledge the, the truth. I mean, we're talking about from a, um, religious or a spiritual point of view. No, I'm not sure if you want to add any further on on this mm. regard, how uh, relevant uh, is the Bible today. But I want to pose also um, another question, kind of, uh, you know, uh, what is truth? Mm. You know, I mean, my truth, your truth, you know, what sort of truth? And uh, would you like to share a bit and on that? And don't you hear that said quite a bit these days? Well, that might be your truth, but, you know, my truth is different. Mm. You know, Truth actually is truth. truth. (laughs) It's either true or it's not true. You know, I've had this discussion with a brother who he uh, believes in intelligent design but does not believe in um, Jesus as saviour and God as a creator, etc. And, you know, I said to him, well, you know, the fact that you don't believe in it doesn't mean that it's not true. He said, but it's not a fact. And I said, well, I believe it is a fact. You just don't realize it. And there, and to be honest, yes, there are things that we cannot prove about it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not actually true. Yeah. Well, I wonder <laughs> who people think Jesus was if, if he, you know, he's, he's either a madman mm-hmm. uh, or, or he's a liar or he really is the son of God. There's no other option. Yeah. So... Look at his words, look at his deeds, think about why he willingly allowed himself to be arrested and executed mm-hmm. and conclude, was he was he mad, a liar, or was he telling the truth? You, you're very right here, David, and we need to, by comparison, we need to look at Jesus and the Word of God, the Bible, and we need to understand also, look in the Bible, uh, about his uh, enemy. You know, uh, the one who wants to confuse, the one who wants to uh, distort uh, truth and so on and so forth. Jesus himself, he actually, as we pointed out a bit earlier, he emphasized on the truth. He he drew our attention back to the original, to to truth, because he didn't want us to fall into that temptation of interpreting Mm -hmm. things. And Mm -hmm. Jesus said, oh, uh, he addressed the teachers of the law 
at that time, you know, yes. the Pharisees, you know, yes. and, uh, and, see, and Jesus said, how well did you change the law of God in favor of your own tradition? You see, Jesus was very plainly uh, to, uh, to dismantle uh, any sort of uh, tradition, any form of uh, um, misinterpretation in regard to the word of God. And um, yeah, I think that's, that was a very good uh, point, uh, David. As we said before, you know, when people came to Jesus with questions, often they were questions to try and trip him up. But when he did, when they did come to him with questions, he referred them back to the scriptures and he told people to search the scriptures. You know, and one of the things I think is our issue today, um, and maybe one of these very much one of the reasons why we have this my truth, your truth, whose truth is it, Mm -hmm. is because people only have a vague understanding of what is outlined in the scriptures Mm. and they would prefer to make a statement about it um, and they tend to do that, you know, this is a generalisation I'm making but I think it's fairly valid. They tend to make those um, statements quite ignorantly. You, you, You often speak to people who have fairly negative or indifferent kinds of statements to make about the Bible, but when you question if they have ever actually studied carefully Mm -hmm. the Bible, well, you know, most of the time that's a no. You know, and so and so this is the thing too. We have people who may even label themselves as Christians but are not taking the time and the effort to understand um, the, the, the scriptures who the person that they say that they are aligned to, mm-hmm. that they want to follow what he was about and scriptures that he referred people to, they're not really prepared to take the time um, and the effort to actually really understand what that's all about. I think we do have a tendency, until we completely fall in love with Jesus and we know that his word has so much counsel for us, we just have a tendency as humans to be a bit lazy and, and to want it all served up for us. And a lot of the times we think that, it's enough just to go to church and just mm. to listen to a sermon. You will never have a, a full and vibrant Christian life if that's the the basis of your experience. Yeah. Uh, Tracy, uh, could I ask you something uh, here a bit more directly? Uh, now, you mentioned even in looking at the third person, you know, like how other people may look at the things. But I wonder, because I know that you have different uh, views or even understanding about the Bible or the Word of God. Do you have anything in your own story, in your experience to share with us? Because that will be very relevant, you know. Absolutely. Uh, Our personal uh, experience with God is the most uh, powerful uh, testimony. Absolutely. I always believed in God. My Mm. mum tells me that I was quite a spiritual child, actually. Mm. But it was a very distant kind of relationship And I always thought that the scriptures were just You know, the Bible was just this dusty old book You know, and I I went along to church And I particularly went along to church a bit more often When I was a teenager mm. 
Um, and the thing I said to my parents who didn't go to church was, I feel like I can. It's easier for me to be a better person if I go to church. But um, you know, they're really. I wasn't born again, and I didn't have a real relationship with with God, and I didn't understand the the beauty of the treasures that of the the amazing counsel that was in God's life. And I kind of think back and I think, my goodness, how many ditches, you know, how many, you know, wrong turns I could have avoided mm. if I had known what was in what was in the word. But when I became born again and part of that took place because I was going through a program about how to study the scriptures. Yeah. And that only happened through a crisis in my life where my younger brother tried to commit suicide mm. and it really turned my life around. When I actually, and I was one of these ignorant people that I just talked about before, mm. saying it's all dusty, it's ir- irre- irrelevant, yet I had not read it completely, mm. right? So so how could I make that statement? Yet I, I did, thought I, I was, you know, so an intelligent person, you know, I'm not going to be led down this silly track, all of that kind of thing. I believed, but I didn't think the book itself was relevant, but when I took the time to actually study and learn, my eyes were opened up completely because I discovered man today Mm. is exactly the same as man was thousands of years ago Mm. as discussed in the Bible. So it's the same situations that people were in years ago are the situations we find ourselves in. Now, the context might be different, Mm -hmm. but the problem and the issues and the difficulties and the temptations and all of that is exactly the same as today. Yeah, I was just going a little bit earlier. That's what I was trying to interrupt, not because I don't agree, because I fully uh, agree with what you're saying. And uh, but I was going to ask this question now: Do you see, or do you believe in this, the transforming power Absolutely. of the Word of God? Of the you know, instead of just uh, uh, cruising along with what you whatever you heard about it or uh, your ancestors, you know what I mean. Uh, but when you come across God and you ask God to be your personal Savior, and then. Reading uh, and breathing, if you like, the word of God, you know, every day to be your spiritual food. It has uh, a transforming. Well, reading was actually what transformed me. Mm. It wasn't that, you know, I was born again and then I read. Okay. I read and I fell in love with God. I fell in love with Jesus. Mm. I understood. And that mysterious thing that takes place in a person's life when they became when they become born again mm. happened to me but nick i'm sure you've got a story too i do but i was uh, curious to see if david has something yeah. uh, to share with us also in this regard well i give thanks to god for the christian background which i enjoyed uh, although our family was not church attending nevertheless i was raised very much to be respectful of the things of mm-hmm. god and interestingly, the local choir master wanted to uh, recruit some choristers for the local Anglican church. I was in the Cub Scouts at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the the Cub Scouts were connected to the church. I guess that's no longer the case, sadly, but uh, 
it's another matter for another day. Anyway, he came and uh, recruited some of us boys to join the choir. Uh, I really caught on to the things of God, so to speak, uh, in that process and was confirmed in the Anglican tradition as a, as a boy, but came to more uh, mature or adult belief in Jesus, mm. Saviour and Lord, receiving him, him into my heart when I was about 15. So, Oh, very, very good, very good. And uh, you know how wonderful it is to serve God from early age. You know, the, the um, wise man of the Bible, you know, Solomon speaks about that, you know, how important it is. I mean, Tracy, just uh, you ask... Uh, What's my story? And, uh, you know, uh, I can say that, that I grew up in a, a very religious uh, country, you know, even though it was during communist time when, uh, uh, you know, the um, ideology was not necessarily in align with, <laughs> with religion, but because I grew up in a, a very uh, remote uh, region, you know, uh, and Romania, it's 90 something percent uh, orthodox very strong orthodox you know uh, faith um, i was always exposed to the good things of the bible you know and uh, as a young man uh, rebellious like uh, both of you i believe <laughs> at some point maybe uh, i'm not sure about david but uh, i um, i left home when i was 14 years old because i thought ah this is for me it's too old you know I need to do things in life. And I did until God really uh, caught me, you know, and say, what are you doing? Because I had many questions, Tracy and David and my dear friend listening today. And you may have these questions too. One of them was, what's the meaning of life? And, you know, uh, so many people today, young people in particular, they may have that question. And unfortunately, some of them, they don't even have that respect for the gift of life to treasure this wonderful gift of life. But I have that questions, you know, what, what the question, what's the meaning of life? And then God started to reach out to me and uh, show me what is his purpose with me and what's the real meaning of life, not only, uh, um, you know, 60, 80, but 100 years on this earth, troubled earth, but the meaning of life, which God prepared for us all. And I start to fall in love with God, as mm. you just said, Tracy and uh, mm. David. And uh, uh, since then, my life was turned around. And not that I'm uh, necessarily a, um, a totally different man, but I am uh, in a totally different direction. Mm. And uh, I pray to God every day that uh, God will still shape me and uh, uh, do the things which needs to be done in my life. That's a little bit of uh, my story, but it's and a big story. And what role did the Bible play in that for you? Look, uh, my mother, uh, she was a very, you know, faithful uh, lady, you know, and she will will uh, read, as I said, the Bible. She will read the Bible and she will read to me when I was small, you know, and even though it was annoying sometime for me, but uh, she was really into the Bible. Mm. And then I start to remember a lot of things which she uh, taught me. When so I the was, Holy Spirit uh, brought it uh, to your mind. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And the Bible starts to make sense, uh, mm. to answer some of my questions. And again, the Bible has that power of transformation. And I put God to test in many aspects mm. uh, as i said i we could sit here for hours and just talk a little bit of my story because i i had a lots of experiences with god uh, 
but in regard to our discussion today, the relevance of the Bible back then, uh, like uh, four years ago, uh, that relevance is for you today, my friend. Uh, if you like to experience God and the power of his word in your life, you'll be blown away uh, with the things God has in store for you. And I'm encouraging you, if you haven't done anything else, just to start reading the Word of God, as you just said, Tracy. Prayfully. 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 And maybe one more thing I'll, I'll say. Uh, um, I came across a gentleman. Uh, I was doing some other radio broadcasts on a different radio station, and I, I was talking about yeah, spiritual things, and he listened to that radio station and declared himself to be an atheist. And um, he will come and challenge me on certain topics. And one day he said, and even tried to mock God around and things like that. And, and I said, hey, look, I know what you're saying. And I understand your, uh, your pain or whatever. Mis- I don't know if I said misunderstanding. but And I shared with him my story, my testimony, because he was even looking up under the table, say, what is God? Show me him. You know, if he's there, I will trust in him and so on and so forth. And I said, you know what? I know God because he lives in my heart. And I, I told a little bit of my story. You know what he said to me after that conversation? He said, Nick, you have something which I don't have. Mm. And you see, they, that's, that's that what makes the difference. And and I would say that's probably where, as Christians, we do have a um, identity problem. Let me say, in that there are quite a number of people who declare themselves as Christians who wear the label, but yet are not born again. Do not really know Jesus, and so unfortunately, there is a misrepresentation of. Mm what the Christian life can be when there are people who have not, you know, that perhaps not of any of their own fault. They just have not actually, you know, come to that real relationship and been born again. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the, the experience is perhaps a little bit, yeah, you know, yeah. Nothing, not the abundant life mm, and that that's Jesus what God came to, wants give, to us. give us. That's exactly yes. right. Hey, my dear friend uh, listening uh, there, um, I realize that time is going very fast uh, today, but I want to just come to a piece of music right now, a song which I had prepared for you. And this is uh, the blessed assurance. God uh, bless you and assures you again that he is there. He's a living God and he is a, has a transforming power. Please listen to this song and we'll come back and we'll talk just a little bit about the offer which we have for today, the wonderful book. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Purchase of love 
God for that beautiful song. This is Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and in the studio with us today is Tracy Papandreou and David Delima from Family Voice Australia. We talked about um, the relevance of the Bible in the third millennium um, biblical worldview and my dear friend listening today I'd like to draw your attention also to the offer which we have uh, for today, a wonderful book, uh, How to Study Your Bible uh, by uh, Peter uh, Gregory. And uh, I haven't got time to give you too much information about the book right now, but it's one of those uh, things that uh, to believe in the Bible and accept the Bible uh, as a message from God um, it's all what God wants uh, from from us all, and God will not uh, um, leave us uh, in the darkness. You know, God will clarify a lots of things which we may have. But Tracy, I just want to come uh, to you now to just wrap it up um, a little bit, and um, if you like to just uh, bring it a bit together, this. Uh, uh, discussion we have together here in the studio. When it, we talked about the fact that the biblical worldview is still very, very relevant because we need a standard, mm. and um, you know the world without a standard is pretty lost. Um, I would say the world's ways are not working. We can see that we're becoming further and further physically, emotionally, and spiritually unwell. Yeah, 
And that's because lives are not being led according to the counsel and the laws of, of God. Yeah. Um, what is the alternative, I would say? I was listening to an interview um, on a commercial, on a radio station um, the other night um, with Richard Dawkins, who's in, in Australia mm-hmm. currently, um, and uh, he is the author of a leading book called The God Delusion. And basically, he's a very strong atheist who speaks out against um, uh, Christian views. Uh, and I found myself feeling quite depressed, actually, because, you know, it was really, it left no hope, mm. you know. And, um, yeah, I, I just think that the alternative is is, is not good. Um, I want to also talk about the fact that we have lives that are changed and changed significantly that are documented in the Bible. We think about Saul who he was persecuting Christians and then he had an encounter with the Lord and he became a warrior for Christ um, to win over people, um, a great orator for Christ, and he became Paul. And we think about the man who had um, so many uh, demons cast out of him uh, we hear of that story in the Bible, and he went away and then testified to people and told about how all the good things that um, Jesus had done for him. He became a, a great witness for God. We think about um, Mary Magdalene, who'd had seven demons cast out of her, and she was one of the women, the few women who remained at the cross, while many of the men uh, feared to stay, mm. they remained at the cross uh, when when Christ was crucified. And we've talked, um, Nick, about our own lives that have been changed through a relationship with Lord uh, with the Lord and and the Word. But I'd like to just finish up on some Bible texts, so we know uh, the benefit of Scripture from what Paul has to say in two Timothy three sixteen. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And in Romans 3.23, we're told, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And it goes on talking about how we can be justified freely by the grace of God through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus. So I really believe that, um, and I hope that the listeners have seen today, that the Bible is still relevant, very relevant for today, more relevant than ever, I would say. And I would just, um, I would just ask those who maybe have not spent a lot of time in the Word to take up our offer, yes. get that book, which will give some some guide in terms of studying the Word, and just avail yourselves, like Paul said, of this wonderful. A resource which can change your life. Yes, and just as you mentioned that, uh, Tracy, I'd like to say again, the book is How to Study the uh, you, the Bible by Peter Grigori, and the code is SA100. You need to send a text message to 4 one uh, David, I'm coming back to you just maybe for a few seconds there. Uh, uh, how would you just... Uh, 
bring it together and maybe in a few words uh, wrap it up. This uh, uh, topic, is the Bible still relevant today? Yes, well, Jesus referred to Scripture constantly. When debates and issues were upon him, he said, Have you not read? See? Have you not read? It's important that we read the words of Scripture. These are the lively oracles of God, if I can use the phrase, which is used as the Bible is presented to monarchs at coronations, and there's one just a few weeks away. Uh, We must recognize the Bible as the central text of Western civilization. Mm. Uh, Britain recently sent a copy of the Bible to every school. Why on earth didn't they have one already? It's just daft, isn't it? But uh, the scriptures are there, and I wonder if I just might pray as we conclude the program, Nick. So, our Father in heaven, we give thanks for this opportunity to share the truth about Jesus, who is the Word of God, and we thank you for the written Word of God, which is the Holy Scriptures given through your Holy Spirit as you guided those who wrote those wonderful words that are so foundational to our culture. If only we could live up to them. I do pray for each listener that each one would receive Jesus as Saviour and Lord, receiving him as the divine word entering into their hearts. As they receive him, they confess their sins, turn from evil, and uh, receive the free gift of salvation. And I do pray for all of our listeners that they will begin to open the scriptures to read and that your Holy Spirit would lead each one as they read these lively oracles of God. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, uh, David and Tracy, for your participation today. May God bless you all. And my dear friend listening today, please join us again next time. We are going to uh, tackle another uh, good topic. Uh, and the first question we'll ask, is God a loving uh, and all-powerful God? Why doesn't he fix all the problems of pain? But until then, may God richly bless you and continue to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.